Welcome back to the Bhagavad Gita in a Year podcast. I'm Radha, and I'm here with Chaitanya Charan Prabhu and Balaram. And we are today on, we're on day 39 of our journey through the Bhagavad Gita. And we are starting with text 58. So chapter two, text 58. And we're still, we're learning about the symptoms of speech, right? Of how it's somebody in transcendence, a person in transcendence um, talks both internally and externally, right? Yeah. That was the answer to the second question, or second part of Arjuna's question. Now, from 58 onward, the third part of the question will be answered. Yada samharate chayam kurmonganiva sarvashaha indriyan indriyarthebhyas tasya pragya pratishthita Translation. One who is able to withdraw his... One who is able to withdraw his senses from sense objects as the tortoise draws its limbs within the shell is firmly fixed in perfect consciousness. It's beautiful. I'll never think of a so, turtle the same after this. Yeah. <laughs> so, the th- so, 54. So, the 54th question has four parts. The defining characteristic of the see of the seers then after that how their speech and then their restraining of how they restrain their senses and then how they engage their senses so right now the question of how they engage the senses that is being answered this will go from 58 to 63 55 was the answer to the divine guesses 56 57 was the answer to the speech so here with respect to restraining the senses, the metaphor that is used over here is of a turtle. Now, the idea is that one who can withdraw one's senses. So, if we consider the self, generally speaking, now this is a very poor depiction of the self, but you could say if this were the self, there <laughs> are the Right, happened again. <laughs> so there are like the, you could imagine our senses, they extend outwards. Our eyes, our ears, this is really looking like a robot or something. <laughs> Some kind of contraption. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll stop drawing. So in the world out there, there are many, <laughs> there are many sense objects, which which can allure us, which can tempt us. So now we do need to function with our senses and we can't go around with closed eyes. But it is not that the senses have to be constantly put at high alert. There are times when the senses are giving us useful or even senses, the information, info from the senses, information from senses, it can be useful or even essential. It can be distracting 
or disturbing and it can also be degrading or destructive so for example if uh, somebody is say doing in the past people would do physically or even now people do welding work now when they are doing welding at that time uh, now they need to see but not everybody needs to see if welding work is going on the rays are harmful for the eyes so those who are doing the welding work they have some special kind of glasses by which they protect themselves and everybody else is when the welding is going on don't look there but turn your eyes away so look away so when the sensory inputs which are coming to us are not of any constructive use to us that time there is no need to take in the sensory inputs so the example of the tortoise uh, tortoise is being used over here and the tortoise needs its limbs for functioning it's not that the limbs are useless without it you could say without the limbs the tortoise would become useless isn't it how would it move about how would it survive so the limbs are needed for the tortoise hmm? so 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 never if they are never used that's a it will become immobile but if they are always always extended then it will be it will be a sitting duck it will be easy prey it will be mm, vulnerable not just vulnerable it is severely vulnerable it will be like as the phrase is a sitting duck is something which can be very easily shot so therefore use with a discretion mm. so it has the capacity to withdraw the sensor withdraw the limbs inside so similarly and use with discretion with discretion means what sometimes uh, sometimes deploy sometimes uh, withdraw retract them inside so we do this so similarly we need to do the both with our senses so whatever is required for our functioning effectively that's what we need to do that's the theme of this particular metaphor wow i don't think i ever fully got this metaphor until you just explained it <laughs> yeah it's like a, the, it's quite a deep metaphor because sometimes it might seem to be just like avoidance yeah but it is not mere yeah. avoidance it is not mere avoidance because you cannot how much how much can we avoid that's not a sustainable way to live right hmm? yeah it's it's just highlighting that the, the turtle is designed to both extend and also retract and we should try to do the same yes exactly so now after giving this principle in the over the next few verses krishna will talk about okay, what is the challenge in this right it's easy to talk about this but it's not that easy to implement it so he will mention that in the next verse any comments balram i like your turtle coming thank you <laughs> yeah
Thank you. विषया विवर्तंते Translation. Though the embodied soul may be restricted can, uh, from sense enjoyment, the taste for sense objects remains. But ceasing such engagements by experiencing a higher taste is fixed in consciousness. So here, Krishna is anticipating an objection. That is, are externals enough? In that externals means, is it enough to withdraw the senses from externally, from the sense objects? Well, Krishna is saying, no, that alone is not enough. Although that doesn't mean just because something is not sufficient does not mean it is not necessary. Something could be desirable in the sense that something could be even essential. That means it's basically good, but it, it, it may still not be not be complete. It may not be sufficient. So necessary but not sufficient. That's the condition over here. So the problem with this is that there is inner let's put it let's put it another way over here if you put it there is on the one side is there is inner desire and there is outer extension so then, if that means we suppose the alcoholic has a desire to drink alcohol, and their eyes are wandering around. Where where's the bar over there? They come to some come to somebody's house. The first thing they see is, okay, do they have any drinks over here? So if there's inner desire and outer extension, then the result is going to be they will be quickly trapped, quickly entrapped. Now, if there is inner desire but no outer extension, mm -hmm. then there will be struggle. Because the inner desire is there, there will be a push. Okay, I, I want it. I want it. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand now, if there is no inner desire but there is outer extension, then there is uh, relatively, you could say, no immediate trouble. Now, sometimes what happens is, now, I, the way I am depicting this is, the outer extension, the inner desire are two separate things. But it's not that simple, because when we extend our senses outwards, that extension itself might create the desire when we see mm -hmm. something. So that's why I say no immediate trouble. But... Mm, here we could say is the safe zone. There's no inner desire, there's no outer extension, there's the safe zone. So now what it's saying is that at least can move from here to here. But after moving from here to here, one needs to move here where we can move, move. So 250 
258 is talking about this and now 259 is talking about this and how does one go beyond inner desire so it is here by by finding higher happiness hmm. so suppose somebody is an alcoholic and they have developed some skill maybe they also have some skill in math or some music or some they are doing some meaningful work and then they develop a taste for that and then even if they go to a place where there might be a bar a busy talking about their project or talking about their work and then they may not get consumed by the alcohol so that principle of higher taste is what is talked about over here now how that higher taste will come about that will eventually later but i would like to highlight the words over here the sanskrit word is param drushtva it's a, it's a curious word param can be said to be higher spiritual superior and drushtva is actually it drushti is sight so it's more like higher vision hmm? but often it is translated as higher taste so why is that because at one level it's it's progressive i'll explain this at two levels why one is that it's a it's a multi sensory experience or it's you could say multi sensory or even trans sensory experience we can't really describe it with one sense alone the taste is with the eyes and senses are with the vision is with so taste is with the tongue vision is with the eyes but this is something which sometimes we may say this food looks delicious now we can say how can food look delicious delicious is something which is a matter of taste hmm? so but we say when it looks it's delicious now we when you taste it we'll see it's, it's delicious but when you're saying it's delicious that means okay the way it looks i think it will be delicious hmm? there are, it's attractive so we are using the word delicious more to say attractive so it's not the adjective is used not so much in terms of taste uh, per se but in terms of how we are experiencing it at that time hmm? so that's one way of looking at it the, so the experience itself is trans, uh, is beyond description it's not uh, but another way of looking at it is this is a bigger way it's a progress it's a slightly bigger explanation shall uh, go to up it's a progression see there is first a higher vision the we call it call it journey to higher reality how does that journey happen first there is a vision vision means that okay there there is something more to life i am i am not just a physical being when seeking physical pleasures i am a spiritual being so that higher vision comes up now from the vision the next thing that comes is purpose once i have a vision there is a better way to live okay i want that better life there is there is a there is a higher spiritual side to me i want to realize that spiritual side so then 
then after that will come the taste so param drushtva the higher taste can refer to a we may not have the higher taste right now in the sense that if we meditate if we pray if we chant the holy names we'll talk about all these practices for higher spiritual connection in due course in the bhagavad gita but at this point whatever spiritual practices can give us that higher happiness we may say i don't experience that higher happiness right that's okay but can you at least experience um a higher vision and when you have that higher vision does that create a sense of purpose within you oh this is this is what i want if i take the example of a sorry if i take the example of a recovering alcoholic hmm? so you could suppose that person meets a recovered alcoholic another person who is recovered alcoholic and they say that okay you know i followed this i have followed this process uh, maybe 12 steps or whatever i followed this and this is how it has helped me oh, okay there is a better life possible hmm so a freer life it's possible for me and then once that happens so this is the stage of the vision hmm now from the vision comes the purpose i want that freer life now once they say that i want that freer life the next can comes the taste the taste is that is when they say i am free i am free from the alcoholism i am free from that craving so it's an incremental journey for all of us so it begins with at least understanding there is a spiritual core to me and that means there is higher happiness to be attained so let i want to pursue that i want to make that my priority so we could say that at this i talk about this journey so we could say the struggle that is there the struggle starts decreasing struggle decreases as we get we may have the vision but still the taste might be there the lower taste might be there yeah i can see that that person is free but i know i feel so much craving but as the from the, from the vision the purpose comes then the struggle decreases i'm doing something about it i'm going towards it and then once experiences the taste then the struggle becomes minimum at that time it's almost gone so that's the then nivartate one becomes peaceful because if you could say this is the stage where one has got the taste that is one a person has come to the quadrant this safe zone quadrant they have attained that safe zone mm. okay hey wow. reflections I comments love, i love that that graph you made and and how you explained that in the last verse in text 58 with the tortoise example it's it's representative of when we're extending outwards for sense gratification and we have the inner desire so the first instruction is to retract so that we're not yes. extending outwards and then and then you tied it all together by then saying we get 
we can get back over to this, what you're calling the safe zone when we're not, when we don't have the inner desire and we're not reaching out. And we do that by this spiritual realization. It, it makes a lot of sense. Mm. Really beautiful. So it's like retract and redirect. Mm. Mm. Both of yeah. them. Another set of set of words I like to use is there's restrain and retrain. So it says we retrain our senses to focus on spiritual reality. Once they focus on spiritual reality, then there is higher happiness to be experienced. Mm-hmm. So let's take one more verse quickly. Yatato yapi kaunteya purushasya vipaschitaha indriyani pramathini haranti prasabhammanaha. The senses are so strong in impetus, O Arjuna, that they forcibly carry away the mind, even of a man of discrimination who is endeavoring to control them. So in one sense, that same stream of thought is going on over here. 16th verse is saying that, that this inner restraint is difficult. So what uh, that this, uh, what was told that withdraw the senses. It's not that easy. So when there is that inner desire, then there it will lead to outer indulgence. So even if a person is trying to control them, so here it's here the verse is talking about something very interesting over here. It's talking about, we could say that there is, if this is the self and the senses are what extend outward from the self, okay, whatever it is, it looks like horns of animal or something. I was thinking like antennas. <laughs> the antenna, I thought of the antenna of some insect or something like that. So now, it's interesting, in this verse, Krishna is not men- mentioning any particular sense objects. Hmm? He's not saying that, he's saying the senses themselves, he's using two attributes for these two senses, uh, for the senses rather, that, what are the two attributes? One of them is that they are strong. And, so they are impetuous, it's like wild. Basically, there's one adjective used, Pramathini, they're stormy, strong and stormy. So, they're so wild, they're so stormy. So, what is being said over here is that now the inner world, there might be the person trying to control. So, you could say inside our world, maybe we are torn apart. There is a partition. So, there is on one side, the we want discipline, we want growth, but another part inside, inside us, it wants the indulgence, it wants to enjoy. So, there are two parts within us and the senses can carry it away. 
so this is not a person who is seeking to enjoy but another way to envision this we'll talk about this model of the inner world later much more but our good sense can be taken away so the point that krishna is making is that there are senses there is the mind and above that there is the intelligence so he is saying that the senses can be so powerful at one level we are that it can just drag the person down now with the intelligence we are trying to hold ourselves up but sometimes the downward pull may be so strong that one may be pulled down so the senses can pull the mind away and then even if the intelligence means you could say that their person is the person is endeavoring is use that, that that person is using the intelligence to endeavor to restrain to discipline themselves but they may be overcome so now when this this is being spoken this text can be seen in two senses it is it is a expression of warning telling us to be alert but it's also a statement of understanding when this happens don't become discouraged this this can happen so warning be alert if you understanding that means be uh, you may have to in one sense live with it accept it live with it doesn't mean forever but sometimes there is certain level of acceptance required that whenever we are trying to improve ourselves there will be what we call as relapses and this verse is helping us to understand that these relapses are just a part of the journey don't get too discouraged too devastated by this hmm? but you can go beyond this how we can go beyond this that will be discussed in the next verse we'll come to that any comments or should i summarize oh wow i like that point that that we should just understand that this is part of the process and not be too hard on ourselves in the sense that it brings us l- lower yeah now of course how to deal with two these relapses we will talk more in the next session mm-hmm. but don't be, not being too hard is important no doubt so balram can i summarize you have some comments um i think balram's signal is kind of weak right now He's okay. in so, so broadly, we discussed today about mm, restraining senses, the characteristics of those who are restraining the senses. So Krishna does two things over here. First, he uses the metaphor of a turtle, version fifty-eight, to idea is that use senses with discretion. so discretion means not that we constantly withdraw the senses but as appropriate we know when to uh, ex- retract and when to extend then after talking about this need to retract then 59th verse talks about the importance of, of redirect so discuss the graph over here there is inner desire and there is 
inner outer wasn't it outer extension it is outer extension yeah okay i was thinking that you could put in if you want to keep in you could say inner retraction over here hmm? or outer extension so so this is the first was is talking about getting from here to here but then this is uh, not steady so we have to go from here to here uh, where we are free from the inner desire also and to be free from the inner desire what we need is we need to go on the journey towards higher taste so it's first we get a vision then we get some purpose and from that purpose gradually we'll get the taste this is how we go in the higher journey and then the third verse third text was about the third 60th verse where we talked about how uh, it's not easy that the senses can actually pull the mind down very forcefully even if the intelligence is trying to hold us up so here the idea is that the person is trying to withdraw the senses so we are trying to in one sense pull this upward okay draw like the it's like the turtle is trying to pull the senses inward but rather this is a going inward was what 58 talked about but krishna is saying over here the strong senses there is a pull that will take us outward the turtle does not have any mechanism by which its its senses want to go out but we have that pull outward so how to deal with that so that will be talked about next, next verse so this is both a statement of warning and a statement of understanding thank you hare krishna thank you